Hello, and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I believe everyone should be living the life of their dreams. This show is going to be a weekly dose of magic to help guide you to living your best life. When you feel good, then success in all areas of your life is easy to achieve. I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. This show will be full of personal development stories and skills to help you take your life to the next level. My guests will be health and wellness experts and amazing spiritual beings, as well as everyday people with stories and lessons to help guide you through the ups and downs and help you get one step closer to living the life of your dreams. I want this podcast to be real and unpolished, full of honesty to show the realness of life. Here's to living your best life with gratitude and love. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and guess what it is? Ah, my favorite episode right now. So it's Janet Finneman and I, and we are doing our once a month coaching powwow, brainstorming, chat, whatever you want to call it, right? So, <laughs> well, welcome back, Janet, again, for the listeners, every or once a month, the first week of every month, Janet and I are going to be in here answering all of your awesome questions that we receive throughout the month. So please email myself, email Janet, reach out to us on Facebook, direct messages. You know how to find us. Send us (laughs) questions. So... Are you ready to do this today, Janet? Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for keep having me. And thank you for doing this. Uh, I'm excited. And as you know, you got me where I am today. So are you helped to give me the tools? To get- <laughs> yeah. So who thought we'd be coaching together? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> love it though. So I did get a couple of really good questions. You know, I do definitely want to narrow them down because you and I can talk forever. So here we go with one of the questions. So the first question is, how do you talk to negative friends without letting them bring you down? Yeah. Wow. It's a lot, right? And there's a lot, and it's hard right now, right? There's a lot of negativity and on all the things that are going on, there's this big continuum of how everybody's experiencing everything too. You know what I mean? Some people like haven't even turned the news on and are just kind of living their lives. (laughs) You know what I mean? And some people haven't left their house in months. So I think some of it is maybe having a little bit of the awareness of where do you yourself fall kind of on that continuum and being able to have some empathy for where everybody else falls. Right. You know, I'm constantly preaching your tribe is everything. Who you surround yourself with is who you become. Yeah. And then I gave a challenge in my Facebook group or a homework assignment, whatever, in my group, believe it, achieve it, to reach out to a friend. I wanted everybody to just reach out to one person. Yeah. And that's when I got the question, right? Uh, like, uh, I do want to reach out to people, but when I do, they bring me down. And I was like... Right. I think right. that's a question we need to answer on the podcast because it's a good yeah. one. And it's, I think every single person has struggled with this. Yes. You know, yes. that friend that you've had for a long time and you just are friends with them because you've been friends for so long. Like, right. And sometimes we outgrow, you know what I mean? And, and I think sometimes we 
grow apart and grow together too with friendships. I've certainly noticed that with me where one person kind of grows a little faster than the other. And then all of a sudden the friendship kind of ebbs, but then something happens and you kind of flow again a little bit. I mean, I think there's but, a lot. But right now, like, right, and I'm pretty sure she's talking about right now with everybody with the political. I see it on Facebook all the time. People are saying, oh, I'm going to get off Facebook. I can't take the negativity. And I saw it on a post last night, actually. And I said, please do not let negative people kick you off of Facebook. Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. But it's easy to do that on Facebook. But when your core group of friends is heavily involved in the politics right now or heavily involved in COVID, like every time you call them, it's COVID, 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 COVID. So yeah. 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 What do you do? What do you do? Well, so I think anytime you're sort of triggered by anything, right? I think the first thing to do is to kind of go inward a little bit and just identify what are you feeling? I think that that kind of then guides what your action is going to be, right? So if you're feeling defensive or attacked, right? Or if you're feeling frustrated or if you're feeling down in the, you know what I mean? As you have the conversation, then each one of those different feelings is probably going to lead you to have a different outcome, right? Like if you're feeling frustrated, in general, if you're feeling frustrated with another person, I think you have to look a little bit and say, are you trying to have them be somebody different than who they are, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Rather than just sort of accepting them where they are. And then if you're feeling down by their energy, then I think two things. I think you have to pay attention to that. I think we have to be very careful about who and what we're letting into our orbits because there is so much negativity and fear and we don't want to, if we join with that, we can't really help. So because I thought about this a lot too with with Jana. I don't really have it. Yeah, right. No, right. You know, I mean, you and I discussed COVID and such, but it's not in a negative way. And you don't have it though because you work so hard. You know what I mean? With to, my tribe and have and surround myself with the right people. Right. And I think it's that question of when you go into a relationship or to a room, are you leading the energy or are you conforming to the energy that's there, right? And so like energy attracts like energy, right? <gasps> right. So you have that I th- that's what I was gonna say with if you're feeling negative by in the conversation if you're just feeling like it's just down and it's just like oh I don't want one more down then I think there's two ways to go at it and one is to limit contact right I mean like that is okay we're allowed to limit our contact with people that don't feel good to us like those are boundaries and that's okay and so I would say that there's that you have permission to do that in a way and then the other thing though that I would say is whose energy is leading that conversation, right? Because there might be an opportunity there for instead of you kind of lowering your bar and meeting their energy. You rise it. Able to elevate, you know, their energy, which is not to be like, oh, don't worry about that. Everything's fine. Everything, you know what I mean? But to be like, yeah, I really get that. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I was thinking about this last night, Nicole, on the call when we had, Nicole and I are in a, like a mastermind together. And last night, it was interesting. I'm trying to remember the moment, but at the beginning, I kind of felt like it might go in a little bit of a negative, 
a little bit towards the negative. Not, I mean, we never go towards the negative, but there might be a, just a little bit of an energy towards frustration around dating and COVID and that kind of thing. And I can't remember what the moment, I think it was maybe with Linda's, I think it was maybe Linda, it was you and Linda. So it was Linda exuding this positive energy and then you noticed it and you commented on it and it changed the dynamic for the rest of the call. And then all of a sudden, everybody was starting to put in the positive things that they were noticing in their day, in their week, in their life. Right, because every moment we have positive and negative things. It's just where are we putting yeah, our Now that I'm stepping back and looking at it, it's true. Yeah, because right. then where we just we were throwing out the gratitude, the grace, the good, the great. Yeah. And then, and then it was interesting, too, because it's been a long time since all five of us were on the call. Yeah. Even Jody popped in and then she was all, you know what I mean? And it really felt like it changed the whole direction. And so some of that was, you know, that we're, you know, you're competing with different energy of the different people on the call. And if Linda hadn't been exuding that positive, that maybe we would have sort of gone to the lower energy. Or if you hadn't called out Linda's positive, that's really what sort of changed the energy, you know what I mean? The direction of that flow. So I think it's that piece of how, of can you, it's an opportunity when you walk into it in a negative situation, it's an opportunity to change. To, and to also picking up, up the phone and going, Oh, I know she's going to be annoying. Right. So you're already right. going into the phone call with right. the negative energy. Right. Change right. your state, change your state, change your. <laughs> well, I think that's probably the underlying Part, the underlying theory of all this, right, is that everything goes back to you, right? When somebody else is annoying you or somebody else is bringing you down, well, what you can't really control them, but you can control yourself. And so you do. I give you the permission to make the choice to not have that phone call, especially if you don't have the energy to handle it at that, you know, at that moment or you can't shift your energy. Everybody has permission to choose who is in their life to what degree no matter what, whether they're relatives or not, like everybody gets to choose that. You all have the power to do that. And if you have the bandwidth, right, to look inward and say, okay, what is this? You know what I mean? What's happening for me in this? And then how can I learn and grow and shift things? Then, you know, as you change yourself, your world changes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I hope that helps our listener. I hope that helps. Yeah, hopefully. I hope that hopefully. helps. So on to question number two. Totally shifting. We're totally shifting. But you know, this is live. So let's see. How do you separate yourself with a loved one who has mental issues and addictive and addiction? Let's just, just lay it out yeah. there. And how to nurture a relationship with a loved one who is an addict. What do you do? So, okay. So what I would say, I would say that it's a little bit two different questions too, right? Sort of like, so how do you distance yourself one? Mm-hmm. And then how do you relationship? So what I would say is... It is a two-parter. It is a two-parter. I would say that it's pretty hard to nurture a relationship with somebody who's pretty well in an addiction. And what I would say, but I would say the answer for both of those things... I'm giving you the lead on this one, Janet, because I know that you... (laughs) You have... Yeah, when it comes to addiction, that's not my gig, but I will will be here for... (laughs) Yeah, right. So boundaries are kind of my thing, but it's kind of like what we went back to with the question before of turning towards yourself, of that 
that really you can't nurture a relationship with an addict. The addict needs to heal themselves. And that if we're trying to kind of nurture a relationship, we're probably enabling to some degree. And so there's, it's like the elephant in the room. So I think what you have to do is you turn back to yourself Mm -hmm. and you work on yourself. And as you work on yourself, as you get stronger, as you pay attention to what do you need, rather than what does the addict need. As you pay attention to what do you feel rather than what does the addict feel. You know, what do you want? How do you get your life good? How can you manage your anxiety or maybe your guilt or sense of responsibility, your fear around your loved one's addiction? When you really get good at that, that's when you can stop enabling that person. Mm -hmm. And that's when that person is likely to get better. Oftentimes I'll have the love of one of an addict, like send the addict to therapy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And every now and then the addict comes in and they're like, no, I really want to get better. But mostly they're like, yeah, I'm just here to keep the peace. You know what I mean? I just, my wife made me come here. Yeah. Right. And really what I want is to keep her and everything that I have and to be able to drink or use or whatever, overuse all the time. And so in that case, after one or maybe two sessions, you know, where it's clear that they're not ready, then I call the, the person who sent them back in and I say, listen, they're not ready, but you need some work, <laughs> you know, like just even the idea that you'll be better if this person could just be fixed. Like just that is a little bit of that sort of enabling mindset. And it's very, relationships are really complicated. Addiction is really complicated, but it comes back to the person who loves the addict needs to really start doing work on themselves Mm -hmm. and figuring out who are they without the addict? What hold does the addict have over them? Which usually stems back to their past, you know, their childhood patterning where they Mm -hmm. learn certain behaviors are tolerated or, you know, they learn to stuff their feelings. They learn to walk on eggshells. They learn to look for the wounded bird, that kind of thing. But, you know, as Mm -hmm. you kind of peel that onion a little bit, you can understand. And then you start to really learn boundaries and who am I? What do I want? Like I have this little sticky on my desk that I give to clients all the time for a homework, which is how do I feel and what do I want? You know, put that on your mirror every day. Because when you're in relationship with an addict all day long, it's what are they feeling? What do they want? Are they okay? Oh my gosh, can I call them? Do they need, you know what I mean? It's all of that. And so if you can just change that focus to how do I feel? What do I want? And so what I feel is terrified that this person that I love is going to kill themselves, right? Like that's what it comes down to with addiction. And I can't live with that panic. And so I give in. Right. And so when you can start really tuning into that, to the truth of that, and then figuring out, okay, how do I live with that? How do I make peace with that dynamic that is happening? How do I figure out how to calm myself when I or no one can promise that that person isn't going to harm themselves and so, you know, or come to harm when there's an addiction at play? So, how do you, where do you find some level of peace? around living in the world where there's, that's a risk. Find peace within yourself. You're not going to find peace within the addict. You're going to find peace within yourself. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Mm. 
Okay. Moving right along, right? I know these are, look, I put it out there on my Facebook group. I said, I need some questions, you guys. And oh my gosh, I can't, so many people are asking both of those questions. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I told you, I said, I got a couple questions and I was like, oh, they're great. You were like, oh, this is fantastic. (laughs) And then I got another one this morning and this is a good one. I definitely feel like uh, this was me. How can I heal my heart from past abandonment and wounds? Oh, oh, it's so good. Right? This is a good one for you. So as you know, and for my listeners, if you guys listened a few weeks back, I gave my backstory on who Nicole is, who I am. And I have had abandonment issues since I was six when my parents divorced. And then they got married and divorced and married and divorced and married and divorced and married and divorced. So for me, I never really had anyone that fought for me or anyone who was there for me. And then, of course, you know, then you start dating. That first boyfriend cheated on me. Whoopsie. Heartbroken. So then abandoned by him. And then the next one and the next one. And then it was a cycle. And it was all abandonment. And then with the final abandonment for me was when my boyfriend was killed. So that was the ultimate abandonment. So for me, every single person that came into my life left my life in some way, shape or form. So I've always had abandonment issues, but lately I've been working on them. I feel like, I guess that, ah, I don't want to say they'll always be there, but I don't think about it anymore. I don't think about what if this person leaves me? Yeah. I just don't have those thoughts anymore. And that's, of course, doing work within myself. Because if you go into a relationship thinking they're just going to leave me, the abandonment issue, then... You're creating that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're creating it. I mean, we go to relationships to give, not to mm. get. So mm. if you're going in to get comfort... Right. Then you need to find right. the comfort of, in yourself, Right, right. right. You know, I think that that's such a poignant, smart thing to say, especially right now where everybody is stressed. You know, relationships aren't so hard whenever nobody's stressed, you know what I mean? Or even when just one person is stressed. But when both people are stressed, like I just, in my little email blast that I sent out, I just wrote a little thing about a couple that made an appointment with me who I've known for years and years and years. So it's sort of weird that out of the blue, they needed the you know appointment because they wanted to work on communication skills. And I was like, mm, you guys have that kind of figured out when, and as you know, as I'm talking to them, they're just both really stressed. You know, she's at home alone. They're kind of a high risk group with COVID. So she's kind of at home and watching the news and super stressed and isolated. So when her husband comes home, she's like needy, you know what I mean? She's like, just waiting for him to come home and he's going to be her comfort. And then he, on the other side, he's like kind of coming home and just waiting for her to, you know what I mean? He's carrying the brunt of the the finances and is the company going to close and blah, 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 all of this. So he comes home and he wants her to be like, you know, fun and to be uplifting and to calm him. But both of them come in needing, 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 stress, stress, stress. And so then there's an argument. I'm like, well, this doesn't have anything to do. Like you can say I messages all day. You know what I mean? Like you guys have the communication tools, but you need to figure out ways to take responsibility for your own feelings, right? To take responsibility for managing your own stress on your own rather than depending on the other person. They're both going in to get. To get, exactly. Right. And that's never, right? That's just, that doesn't feel good. And I think a response to the... That how do you, and how do you mend the heart, right? 
it's just like the other two. It's like you go inward. You go to the feelings. I think that what happens is nobody wants to feel brokenhearted. Nobody wants to feel rejected, not good enough, abandoned, too old, too whatever. And so instead of just feeling the feelings, we push them away and we go to anger. I totally did it. I did it for yeah. years. Mike and I were together 15 years and we never married. Why? Because I was so afraid of the right. abandonment. You know what? Everybody that all my step parents came and left, came and left, right. came and left. You know, my sister just got married. She was with right. her, her boyfriend for 16 years. They just got married because she was, right. why? Why get married? It'll just end. But I had to change that mindset. And yeah. now I've always, always, always have said, I'll never get married. Of course I did, you know, because that's all I knew. Marriages don't last. That's the dumbest right. thing. What's a marriage? That's dumb. And I hope, I don't even want to say I hope. I know that I will fall in love someday to where that's not even, I will want to be married. Right. Because I've right. never wanted to be. Right. Right. And then you could feel those feelings, right? You know, when you were so, so just avoiding marriage, avoiding commitment, then it's like, okay, I don't have, then I'm not going to feel the feelings, except you still feel the feelings. You just pretend that you don't. Some of us get angry or we get, you know, really like distant or, you know, all these different sort of ways of pushing those off. We're really the only way out is through, right? That actually, yes. Yes. actually feeling the feelings, as scary as that is, is actually the ultimate relief and it actually makes progress. It actually also heals when you can progress just equals the- happiness. So, right. Say, I feel rejected. Okay, the world didn't just end. You know what I mean? This isn't the first time I felt rejected. I'm not the only person to feel rejected. It won't be the last time that I feel rejected. I can handle that. And so that's where I teach the even those, right? Because I think we avoid those feelings because we don't know how to hold them. They feel so overwhelming. But if you can say, even though I feel rejected, I love and approve of myself. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Ultimately, I think it is. And with me, I can say it's because I ultimately, wholeheartedly love myself. I never loved myself. Oh, right, right. You weren't taught that, right? I'm not going to abandon myself. Right, right. And so, and that's when you're entering a relationship, you don't trust the other person, right? Other people are inherently untrustworthy. If you're with somebody long enough, they will disappoint you. Probably not intentionally, but at some point they will. But you can trust yourself to handle whatever comes the way. You can trust yourself to handle feeling rejected. You can trust yourself to handle feeling disappointed or hurt. And the way you can trust yourself is that you start to get comfortable with those feelings. Even though I feel embarrassed, unwanted, unloved, abandoned, I love and approve of myself. And then it's like, okay, it's just a feeling. It's a shitty feeling. Nobody wants you know, those feelings. But if you don't have those feelings, you can't really have the great feelings either. You know what right, I mean? It's right. like in the yang, right? And they're just, they're feeling this part of the richness of life. And we all experience those feelings. And you say, oh, there's that feeling. Oh, there's that feeling of abandonment. Breathe into it. Okay. Even though I feel abandoned, I love and approve of myself. And then you can kind of move forward. 
Yeah. I mean, I dealt with it for <laughs> my whole life, really, up until the past few years. And right, most uh, of us. Yeah. I've never been happier. And I'm not afraid. You know, I'm not afraid of right. abandonment anymore. <laughs> right. Did I just say that? Did I just say those words? Right. I don't think I am. Yeah. Right. Well, abandonment is just a feeling, right? Feelings are just feelings. We don't have to be scared of feelings. We can start to get good at handling them and managing them and feeling them. Yeah, because ultimately, what if they leave? Right. Are you, you going to die? Right. Yeah. Nope. 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 Is it going to hurt? Is it going to suck? Probably. Yeah. You'll have some feelings. You'll have more feelings that you don't love. But you don't have to abandon yourself in it. No. You know, yeah. that you can have those feelings. And you can also love yourself through them. Right? It's sort of like reparenting. You know, when your parents got divorced, as so many no criticism of them, but they're so focused on their own pain and feelings that they're not realizing that there are these little human beings trying to process this. Mm-hmm. So it isn't, it isn't so much the divorce that messes with kids. It's the parents' inability to help the kids process through. It's the parents not being there for the kids. And you know, I didn't process mine until I was in my 30s. <laughs> right. I came in here, I was like, what in the hell, Janet? Am I just now dealing with my parents? Right. I know, and everybody feels like so embarrassed about that, but that's how it goes. People 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s even, because nobody walked us through it when we were kids. Because ideally, when you're a kid, you say, listen, we're sorry. This is, you know, really hard for you. I know you feel abandoned. I know you feel you're questioning yourself. You blame yourself. But we love you. And we're going to walk you through this. And whatever Yeah, you I feel, didn't get that. <laughs> no, of course. Whatever you feel, we love you for you. And we're here for you. And we didn't get that, so we didn't learn. And so mm-hmm. now therapy is reparenting ourselves to say to ourselves what we wanted to hear. And so then when we have adult rejections... We can reparent ourselves and we can say, even though you feel rejected, I'm here for you. I don't reject you. I love you. I won't abandon you. No matter what happens, I'm still here for you. And so then all of a sudden it becomes a different thing. So I would say, you know, to get over the feelings is you have to feel the feelings, right? You You got to get through it. Yeah. The way out's the way through. So you got to feel, yeah. Do the work. Right write letters to the people who abandoned you that you don't send? No, oh, I just told someone that the other night. I hope she's listening. I hope you're listening. I will tell her to listen. So powerful. I it's said, write person. down this letter and then yeah. burn it. Right. Let right. it go. To the person, dear mom, dear Joe, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, I wrote mine. I wrote my dear mom and dear dad. Never right. sent it to them. I'm pretty sure I burned them, but I kept them for until yeah. I was ready to let it go. Right. Yeah. You know, so like something, trauma and pain, we experience more in the unconscious part of our brain. So talking about it is effective, but not as effective as something that gets to our unconscious. So thinking about it while you're exercising, going on the rebounder, doing, you know, set an intention in yoga for the next 10 times that you do yoga, that you're going to feel the feelings and let it go. And for each class that you do that. Art, you know, listen to listen to music, listen to meditations or guided imageries, like all of those, like take a walk on the beach and imagine letting go of the feelings, you know, like doing something kind of artistic or physical where you can access that sort of more unconscious part of your brain helps to release those feelings, acupuncture, you know, any of that kind of like 
physical, sensory energy stuff. And I just heard yesterday in a course that I'm in on sunset meditation for releasing pain, abandonment. Mm -hmm. It's just popping in, you know, when you get that aha. And so every night the sun sets and everything goes away. Everything goes away. It's leaving you. Right. Right? But then guess what? In the morning, the sun rises. So if you can do the sunset meditation and know that you can let it go, but in the morning it's going to come back, then kind of train yourself. Right? Try the sunset meditation. I love, I am a sunset person. Me too. So I hope that I never have to practice those sunset meditations. Well, but you know what? You never know. You never know. It's just sort of a great practice to have that every sunset that you watch or every time you go to bed, that you let go the events of that day too. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That whatever pain you have that you just breathe it out, you let it go. I'm going to challenge myself actually, Janet, now that we're saying this. I'm going to challenge myself to do this. I'm going to do a sunset meditation for the next 30 days. So when I'm back on here, I'm going to let you guys know how my sunset meditations Uh go. I'm going to do it. This is going to be big. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You know, and then first thing in the morning, you already do this in your morning routine. Yes, I prime and meditate every morning. Yeah. New day, right? You know what I mean? I'm open to what the day brings. Right. And we can all take five minutes, even two yeah. minutes, if that's all you have, right. to look right. at the sun, acknowledge that it's setting, acknowledge what you're letting go of, and have the intention that with that sun goes the pain. <laughs> I love Keep it. That yes. is positive. As the sun sets, I feel my pain dissipate, right? Or I feel myself letting go. And you just kind of repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. If you just sit there and you look at the sunset, it's like, oh, that's a pretty sunset. But if you go make deep. the intention, mm-hmm. right? You put your attention to it and you set the intention as to what will happen with it, then that's what will happen with it. Oh, I love it. Yo, <laughs> we made some magic today, Janet, right? Yeah, we got it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys keep the questions coming you can yeah email. great question email direct message text us yeah, yeah. this was awesome was great questions yeah. yeah yeah really good questions so thank you guys i hope that you guys got some out of this i hope we were able to help i know we I were did. right Woo. <laughs> <laughs> every time i have a conversation with anyone about growth as long as I'm learning something, then it's magic, right? Right. There were a couple of moments when I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> right, right. The, what is that about failure? Like there are no failures. You either succeed or learn something, right? Yes, which is the Sarah Blakely, you know, the girl from Spain. Yes. Now, now I'm going off. That her father would ask her every day what she failed at. Huge, yeah. powerful, right? Oh, so, we'll save that for, we'll save yeah, that for another day. Another so. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. And as always, make it an awesome, awesome, awesome day. Much love to everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please send me an email at coachnicolewindley at gmail.com and have an awesome day.